You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro Will with David Shapiro, who's the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David, we've had a long weekend in the United States of America. We've just had some good jobs data out of the United States of America. The markets seem to love it. The S&P, as I speak now, up around about 1%. I don't quite understand why, but overall quite a good feeling about stock markets worldwide. There is a good feeling, and no one's quite sure why. Mm. You know, and it's, I don't think anybody can put their finger on it. And, and I think most money managers are, are really battling to, to make sense of it, um, unless they believe that, that uh, we've peaked with the COVID-19, you know, with the pandemic, mm. and that things are slowly going to get better. Or alternatively, um, even if it's delayed, or at least we're going to point in the right direction. But, but Lindsay, it started in China this morning, and, and even then, no one could make sense of why China suddenly went through the roof, you know, why we yes. had, I don't know how it ended up, why we ended up about 5% or thereabouts. Mm. So, so it's, it's, it's baffling. And I think, you know, you're hearing the same story. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll travel along a little bit. We're going to do this liquidity, you know, the normal story, but wait until this date, then we'll, they will be tested, you know, and that's, that we've been hearing all along. So it's, it's, it's confusing and I'm feeling better about the markets. You know, by better, I'm feeling, hmm. I'm feeling happy. Yeah, this is great. You know, but but I must admit that I can't put context to to what happened today. Uh, some, you know, the the the, the, the what's it, the uh, ISM uh, services uh, uh, gauge has come out now, which is very positive. Hmm. So you're getting some positive readings on the economy in the US. But still, I don't think, um, you know, it's 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 not really substance enough to kind of justify where we are. But we there, you know. That's what I'm saying. We are, whatever the reason is, people are buying shares. Yes, people are buying um, <laughs> yeah. shares. Uh, I'm just looking at if you look at any of the websites that you normally follow, whether it be Reuters or Bloomberg or CNBC or the or the FT or the Economist, whatever. Uh, lots of different sort of differing headlines, and as you quite rightly say, nobody seems to know what to say because, um, for example, City sees markets. In a stalemate, City, the the financial institution, yeah. sees markets in a stalemate over the next twelve months as bulls and bears collide. So there's two different mm. stories here. Why was Shanghai mm. up five point seven percent this morning, as you referenced earlier on? Uh, is it because it's been manipulated by uh, buying from the state, or or what is it? Because there's no discernible number that's come out that says we have to buy this market because it's it, it's worth being up nearly six percent. It just doesn't make sense to me no no there isn't there isn't any sense to today's movements but uh you know you've got to we've got to start digging for it and find out you know because generally we're wrong and the market's right well i'm wrong (laughs) no no i mean you know when listen you know we've been pretty cautious uh i i must admit that uh against this backdrop i've kind of uh, restructuring portfolios and yeah. you know, I've spoken to you about this before. I said, okay, look, let me get rid of some of the old stocks. You know, funny enough, I'm even getting rid of Berkshire. Um, I know they've gone and they've bought, put in four billion rand, which dollars, sorry, doesn't even dent their petty cash. You know, they've got, I think, over a hundred billion. I don't know. Was it four billion? I don't think it was a massive play that he's making and that. And, and I looked at Berkshire. I've, I'm a great admirer of Warren Buffett, you know, and I have been for years, but, Mm. Over the last couple of years, I've done nothing, you know. So I'm saying, hold it. I think I can do better. I think. Really, I think David? I that's interesting. Mm, yeah. mm. 
Don't tell Isn't Alec that, Hogg that because he's still he's still in love with uh, Buffett. <laughs> well, well, Buffett's Buffett, mm. but Berkshire has kind of fallen behind where the markets are. And um, you know, I'm looking at uh, I'm I, I'm trying to pick out okay, where's the growth going to be? I'm not doing the value investment type stuff and saying okay, you know. Uh, this company looks as has been battered down. It's worth a lot more. I'm going the other way and saying, where's the money going to be spent in the next three, four, five years? What looks interesting um, around that? And uh, I think there's quite a bit of excitement. So I'm not being influenced by what we're seeing now, but rather where we'll kind of be a few years' time. Uh, the shape of of the economy that doesn't include Tesla, by the way. You know, I just, mm. there's another one I can't. But that's, you know, that's how I've decided to approach the market. So you know, I can't make head or tail of what's happening now. Uh, but 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 let me look for these emerging businesses and, and go there. Yes, exactly. And that's what worries me a little bit about Berkshire Hathaway, or Berkshire as yeah. you call it. Um, uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire uh, buys Dominion yeah. Energy natural gas assets in a 10 billion US dollar deal. The conglomerate, Berkshire oh, okay. uh, that is, is spending 4 billion US dollars to buy the natural gas transmission and storage assets of Dominion Energy, including the assumption of debt. The deal totals almost 10 billion US dollars. Now okay. to me it's, it's flying in the face of what other large fund managers are doing, whether it be the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund, which mm. is getting rid of its uh, fossil fuel yeah. assets. Yeah, and yeah. He, and he's, he seems to be going in a completely different direction. It's almost exactly. like he's, he's the Donald Trump of, of investing at the moment. He's, he's going against the flow. And maybe that's why he's successful. Who knows? No, that's what I'm saying. Hold mm. on a sec. You don't want those assets. No, you right. don't. If you want, uh, if funny enough, I just sold... I just and I loved the company was Royal Dutch Shell. Yes. I also said, okay, you know, they're cutting back their dividends. Uh, I used to buy them for the dividend payers, etc. I can't see anything really happening in natural gas or in energy over the next few years. No. And uh, I so I switched into uh, a clean air company called Next Era, which is in Florida, right. which does have some fossil fuel, but most of it is wind and most of it is solar power. And it's a very successful utility down in Florida. And it, it also fits, ticks all the boxes for, for, um, or most of the boxes for ESG, you know, it's clean air and so on. And I feel better with that play. So I'm saying that, that hold on, we can do those kind of deals, uh, rather than, than go for what, what Buffett has are Kraft Heinz going nowhere, a major calamity. It just, you know, he's going to have to write off an absolute fortune because at the moment he hasn't written it down because uh, um, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it has a different qualification in his balance sheet. It's not a trading stock. Mm. Um, anyway, and, and, and so, so that's, you know, I think you've got to approach it uh, with a different kind of perspective on this market. Of course, a lot of these people, there's a lot of stocks we're buying, which are mainly tech-based people will stay expensive. I'm not going to argue, you know, I don't, uh, th those things have never put me off unless they're like Tesla, which is a 300 PE, you know, something like that. But if it's 21, 22, 23, that's not going to put me off buying them. Mm. So that's, that, you know, Lindsay, that's what I'm, that's the way I'm approaching it. But if you had to say to me today, as we're talking about, why is the market up? You know, is it going to be up or down tomorrow? I can't read it anymore. You know, I can't read what's driving, uh, you know, what's driving markets at the moment.
No, nor I, but I can tell you what's driving one particular share, and we haven't spoken about this because the trading statement came out on Friday evening, yeah. and that is, is, is Capitec. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly, yeah. this thing yeah. is unraveling a little bit. And um, yeah. Garth McKenzie, or one of my regular commentators, said, you can be right after two years, but that means that you're wrong. In other words, you know, you, if your yeah. timing is right eventually, it doesn't mean to say you're wrong in the first place. And I've, I was talking about this with um, that chap from... Viceroy Research uh, about yeah. a year and a half ago about this thing and he was very vociferous and forceful in saying that there is some accounting niceties there that just don't seem to add up and that Friday trading statement the way I looked at it David is that mm. they came out and it's almost as though they said okay we've got to come clean here and they're going to blame the coronavirus on these impairment charges and bad debt provisions and all that sort of thing and that's it seems to me they've lumped it all into this one statement what did you make of it? Because the share price down over seven percent today. Look, that's big for for Capitec. It's huge. I, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not going into the conspiracy theory side of it. No. You know, I look at it more practically, Anna, and sure. and uh, the practicalities of it. The worry is that they, they generally service the lower end of the market or lower income earners, um, and. The amount that they first, in, in all respects, they're writing things down. Mm. Number one, the impairments. That's the biggest worry. Yes, indeed. You know, exactly. They said that mm. these people were not necessarily delinquent. They'd all been paying up to the end of February, but things have changed. And suddenly the big worry is, is are these people who might have only been, you know, uh, who might have been delinquent this quarter, are they necessarily going to come back the next quarter? I don't see it that way. I see South Africa not helping them out. I see things really dramatic here. And it's going to take a long time before those people get their jobs back. They might have been waiters. You know, they might have been shop assistants. They might have been in those kind of jobs, those particularly hurt. So I'm very, very worried about those signals that we saw in that trading report. They also, the deposits were down. Their lending was down. Transactions were down. In other words, you know, activity going through their, their books. So... It's pointing towards very difficult conditions. They're well capitalized. No one's challenging that. Mm. But as things get worse, you know, which I think they are, and it's not them. It's not only them. It's all banks. Mm. I think it's the whole financial sector. You must read through, you know, you must read through to the whole financial sector because those are the issues that we're going to face in this country. This is not America. (laughs) This is not Europe. This is South Africa where we're already struggling. Um, on the fiscal side, we're already struggling on the business side. I looked at a long-term so, yeah. graph of, of, of this particular share, and graphs, particularly for a stock yeah. like Capitec, which is, to a certain extent, I don't say it's been manipulated, but it, it, it's certainly uh, a managed share price, in my opinion. This is not the opinion of you, but uh, I, I think it looks like a 400, 500 rand a share, which is, uh, which is dramatic to the downside. But if you look at the big long-term yeah. graph, if mm. things don't turn out well for the South African economy, this is where it could be, and other banks could follow. But yeah. uh, Capitec looks the most vulnerable to me. You know what? If you if you measure this, I'm just seeing where they are today because they've come back. To they're below 800. 800 now, aren't they? Because yeah, I mean, they're it was, below it, it, 800, which mm. takes it. Let's ignore March because that was a quick down and up. But it looks like uh, it's starting to form like tombstones and double, you know, what, what do you call it? Head and shoulders. Yes, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And all that nonsense. And I think this, we now go back to 2017. 
So we've given up three years, and uh, if we break through this, you're right. I think we could lose considerably more than uh, in another hundred at least, just on a trot. You know, could be even worse than that. You're dead. If you're reading the charts, yes. Mm. I didn't realize it. To be honest, Lindsay, and I'm 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 saying this. I, um, you know, I've I've still assumed that the chart was in 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 upward territory, but uh, I haven't looked at it for some time. No, and this is not a this it's is broken not a down. Site. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm on form at the moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm on form at the moment, yeah. by the way, because I mean, <laughs> the, 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 uh, last week we were talking about um, Manchester City versus Liverpool, and I said Manchester City are going to thrash yeah. Liverpool. And then, of course, they, yeah. they did do 4-0. <laughs> but I'm, I'm on a bit of a trot, so you've got to stick with me just for a week, and then it'll, no, all, of all course, right. evaporate again. <laughs> for, for no, the, that's okay. But, no, but you're but, right in this one. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think it has broken through territory if it, if it holds at today's levels. And, uh, you know, you could see, I think it's quite, um, you're, too, you're talking to Garth McKenzie. He uh, knows the charts. He know? does, yeah. He's and, very, very good at that. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it could pick up some, some, you know, some signals there. But let's put it this way. It's under pressure. And I think most of, you know, you know, I see South Africa. I was trying to explain this morning because there's still a lot of fund managers who are, uh, you know, pushing South Africa. And I'm not, I look after other people's money. Yes. And when you look after other people's money, you've got to be extra caution. You can't, you can't be frivolous. You know, you can't, you can't take punts with it. You can't uh, take, uh, you know, calculate, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? You can't just, oh, well, let me try this. I can do that with my money. But you've got to be cautious and therefore you've got to turn things over a hundred times. And I see the South African market as a survival economy. Mm. In other words, we're looking at companies uh, on, the, on the strength of can they survive? <laughs> are they going to survive this? Not are they going to grow through it. Are we going to grow from here? It's are we going to survive? And that worries me if we're, you know, is pick and pay going to be able to hold on? And, you know, is, is Mr. Price going to be able to hold on? Not mm. grow, <laughs> just hold on. And yes, they might grow. Why? Because Edgar's goes out or something like that, you know, Mr. Price and picks up some trade from there. And, 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 and that worries me. I can't invest other people's money on the strength of survival. It's got to be in companies that are going to prosper. Well, you know, well uh, capitalized selling a good product and so on. So how do you look and at it, David? Sorry, yeah, before yeah. you go on, mm. how do you look at it? Because uh-huh. um, it was about a year ago, I was speaking to an investment strategist at a well-known asset management company, and he said, Lindsay, for the next year, the, my ultimate goal is to preserve capital, not to, not to grow it. Obviously, I want to grow it, but yeah. he just wanted okay. to preserve capital. Are you in preserving mm. capital mode or growing capital I- mode? Well, I'm, I'm preserving capital, but forming the base for future growth. Okay. And why are we preserving it this year is that we had a very good year last year. And, and therefore, we ran ahead of earnings, and earnings have to catch up. So you're in that kind of mode where, uh, you know, markets are not symmetrical. They don't just go up in a straight line. They do jump up and down. And I think, we, you know, we're in that kind of area. But what you have to do is, though, you still have to position yourself and say, okay, um, while we're waiting, should I hold on to this? Nah. You know, it's got to do nothing. What's going to happen to this coming now? Let's get rid of that. And then look for the ones where things are starting to turn better, where they're still increasing their earnings, even though the share price might have run ahead of itself. So uh, it, it, it's those kind of businesses that, that, that you know, I'm interested in. So what you're doing at the moment, David, uh, over the weekend, uh, again, I'm interrupting you, you've been doing some spring cleaning. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. You know, and it's not so, – so the kind of companies I've, I've decided – the big one was to get rid of Berkshire. Yes. But on the other hand, for some time now, you know, we started the portfolios a long time. I might have had Verizon in, you know, and Verizon came out of – strangely enough, it was split out of Vodacom, which I got – Vodafone, sorry, which we got rid of a long time ago. But always held Verizon because it was giving a fairly decent return. But when we're going into 5G, I think the mobile businesses will lag. You know, I think they're going to, they're not going to be able to keep up with the other infrastructure companies related to 5G, to cloud and to those areas. So, um, you'll, you'll be able to pick up better businesses and say, okay, look, uh, I've done very well on Verizon. We have done well. Let's, let's, let's move it into something else where I think there's going to be better opportunities. So it's that kind of spring cleaning. Um, I don't, I don't believe in the smoking companies, the Altrias and, um, Philip Morris's and so on. I think ABM Bev's also having a very rough time. And so these might have been historically in portfolios. We've got rid of a lot of those. And then you start to look for other businesses that are going to emerge. Yes. And that's, 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 so when I call it spring cleaning, it's a nice way to put it. Yes, yes, indeed. It's actually quite interesting talking about the booze and the tobacco companies and the hospitality industries because although the UK mm. opened up over the weekend, you can just see it was just a splurge. Mm. Now, some people in, mm. in Soho, one of my favourite areas of London, were going berserk on Saturday night and there wasn't social distancing and uh, certain places had to be closed down by, by the police because people were behaving irresponsibly. But I was looking at um, an interview with a chap, the chief operating officer of a company called Brewdog, yeah. which started in Scotland. It's a craft, a so-called craft beer uh, company, but they expanded so rapidly and did so well because it was such a cool brand that they've got 105 pubs that they own now. And um, the chap said, yeah, we've just, we've, we've been decimated and it's going to take a long, long time uh, for us to get back. So you have to yeah. re-look at these companies mm. before you start mm. steaming in, which mm. is why, why the, the stock mm. market doing what it's doing is slightly worrying to me. Yes, I, I, in, in those areas. Mm. In those areas. That's why you can't just buy the index. No. Yeah, don't. That, that, that's, that's the whole point. This is a, you've got, it's stock picking and you've got to be very careful where you pick. You know, that's, the, you know, those are the points. And, and that's why we're doing the spring cleaning now. So I'm not, it's, it's not the S&P. It's not the world market. You know, it's not the world, the what's it, MSCI mm. or one of those world indices. Uh, it, it's um, it's saying, okay, these are the 15, 20, 25 companies I like. I'm going to go for them. Quite so. Okay, so if we could tell what happened on the Stock Exchange and New Service today, if we can. Blue Label Telecoms came out with an initial trading statement for the year ended 31st of May, the share price up seven and three quarters. Do we even look at these, these, this company these days or we just leave it alone and let it settle down? And that could, be, that could take years. I think it's going to take them a long time to find themselves. I mean, they blew yes. off about five and a half billion which is, uh, took a little bit of talent uh, in such a short time. But I think they're <laughs> trying to, you know, they, they, they're trying to, to get themselves back on. Um, I, you know, it's, it, it's very, I, I don't really, I watch them because I know the chaps and uh, yes. <laughs> they, they're really nice chaps. But I mean, the two brothers, they yeah, they really the are top. nice chaps. They, mm, but, they, they, they are, but, mm. and, and very magnanimous and very charitable. But I think they just took on a little, more than they could actually handle. They didn't really know what they were, and uh, they came back really hurt. And they should go back. I, you know, they'd be better as private operators, to be honest. Just running a private business there, which sells airtime and goes into small little 
uh, operations on the side. Mm. So, you know, what once, uh, they were little darlings when they came on now, but I think, I think they've lost a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of reputational damage. And I don't think it was them, actually. And, and you have to say that the investment banking industry probably came yeah. to them and put a couple of yeah. proposals on the table and said, this is what you should be doing. You should yeah. be levering yeah. up. You should be gearing up. Yeah. You're good at this and that. And I, I don't think that they sat down and said suddenly, Wait a second, CLC looks like a good thing. I think it was put on their table and they were soft-soaped into doing it. That's my, again, my, yeah. my personal view. Lindsay, you know, you know, every business should be run like a, a court. Yeah. You, know, you know, should have a judge there. And you should have uh, an advocate for the defense and an advocate for uh, the state. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In other words, you're the CEO's advocate, you're the board, I'm going to act against it. And you've got to have those discussions. And that's one of the big problems around the board is that generally the CEOs get their way. Mm. And they bully or panel beat the non-executive directors and other people to believe in what they want to do because they've worked on it. And, 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 and this is another case. You know, you've got to have somewhat every deal that you go into, you've got to be able to turn upside down and look at it. And too many deals in our corporate world have gone through that have completely decimated uh, businesses. Yes. You know, we can start and talk about them forever. And that includes, you know, we could start with a big one, Steinhoff. We can go to Tongard. We can just keep going, you know, all along, including Blue Label, EOH, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Sassel. And Sass- Sassel. Sassel's a huge one. Mm. 250 billion rand. Huh? Not know, down the drain, just, but certainly uh, injudiciously wow. um, deployed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll exactly. take a long time to get that 250 yeah, back. Yeah. Well, there, there are maybe at 80 or 90 billion now with a lot of debt, whatever it is. Mm. So they're going to sell off little parts of it. But uh, at one stage, it had a market cap of, I think, 500 billion, you know, down to 80. That's what's happened. Mm. And, and, and again, it comes down. This is not the, this is the corporation. You know, this is, this is not the economy. So, uh, um, you know, that, that, that's the discussion. Mm-hmm. But, but no one gets away with it. You don't need, you know, at school you get cuts. Right? <laughs> or you might even fail the standard, but not here. You don't, nothing happens to you yeah, in the corporate world. The other thing I think mm-hmm. that uh, most companies should have now is a psychologist. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think the people that are, that are doing really, really well and getting a little bit cocky and going out to too many mm-hmm. lunches and saying, well, I've just made mm-hmm. 20%, whereas uh, mm-hmm. William, William's uh, down, the, down the desk has only made 2% over the year. People should, uh, people should just say, right, sit down and have a chat and tell me about how yeah. your mind's working. That's what, they, I used yeah. to work for a company that did exactly that. It was, uh, mm. it would uh, say, okay, you've, uh, I wasn't a trader, I was, I was a broker, but the traders would have to, uh, if they were shooting the lights out, uh, the trader would then be pulled aside and say, okay, you've got to take a, a couple of weeks off now uh, because you'll you're, we'll rather stop trading and yeah, do yeah. some admin or something because you're doing too well and it can't last forever. And there was some yeah. kind of rotation period which was ahead of its time. But I, yeah. think, that, I think that every company should have someone that sits people yeah, down and says, yeah. how's it going? Yeah. Mm. They, don't, they don't do that. It's um, of course not. human resources or HR. You know, it's in, called in, human capital business. now, by the way. It's not called well, human, human resources capital, anymore. Fine. Okay. Mm, I hate Sorry, it. Sorry, human capital, HC, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't mind. You know what I'm talking about. I do. And, and, you know, in every business, if you've got a machine, you've got mechanics there. And every few months, 
or every month or so, they stop the engines and they stop the machines and they take the oil and they tighten the screws and they, they maintain it. We don't do that for our human capital. You're very well said. You know, hmm. we, you know what I mean? We don't do that. In all the years, in 50 years that I've been working, yeah. I've never had someone come to me and say, human capital, and say, okay, I'm going to make an appointment with you. How are you going? Yes. <laughs> how are things? Yes, how's things <laughs> at home with the wife? The you know? family? Yeah, I, I see never. you've just bought a new car. You've got a convertible. Nothing. Does that mean you're going through a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on <laughs> Whatever. I say this because I really like the people in our agency, and I get on very well with them, yes. and it's not meant to dig at my own company. But I'm saying it, 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 it's, it's never happened. You know, People don't do that. And, and, and that's why, um, you know, you, ne- you only get it when there's a problem, but they never check it even now. And I think this was the ideal time yes. for HC, for human capital <laughs> to make a mark. No one's ever phoned me here sitting in my little hole, you know, where I am at the moment, this dark little dingy desk of mine and someone say, how are you going? You know, yeah. how's <laughs> how your mental you? state? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we should be doing that. Because we're human beings. It doesn't matter how many yeah. algorithmic, yeah. Um, how many algorithms yeah. there are running the market. The people that actually make the algorithms and the, uh, yeah. and the people that, as you quite rightly say, are the mechanics of the market are, are yeah. fragile individuals. How are you sure. doing? Do you have, I've, mm. I've watched so many programs in the last few weeks about how people's oh. mentality is being challenged by this enforced isolation. And it obviously affects the way that you think. Sure. Well, ask you deal with a lot of people. You're speaking to someone every day. Ask everyone. Ask, ask Mr. Kunza tomorrow. Has his HR ever phoned him or HC? I'm going to ask, ask him tonight. Him yeah. maybe, may, maybe they're okay. Maybe they're fine. You know, I'm not saying he might be an exception, but but, but uh, I don't think we'd do that. You know, the, you know the the poor pe- the poor youngsters. I feel sorry for my, the bachelors, and and I should say for the females as well, who are single, staying at home, mm. have been stuck in the offices now for three weeks, three months almost, not seeing anybody just on their own and that. It's a terrible, terrible time. And I, and I think for most single people, not only the youngsters. Well, you live so, at home uh, with, your, with, my wife. with your lovely wife. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. say it like that. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell her to stop phoning me at night. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> but no, seriously, David, I mean, how, how, this is a, a very personal question. How's your mental state? Has it changed in three months? You, you know what? I, of course, it, it has changed. I'm, I'm a very, thank goodness I'm working hard. You know, and I can always occupy myself. I read a lot. I do a lot of things. And that. Yes, because you're but a positive I miss, person. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to say this to you, and it, uh, it, uh, it mustn't be taken the wrong way. Yeah. You know, look, I'm talking to you, but I miss the young people. I miss having young people around me because they keep you younger, mm. if, if you know what I mean, which happens in an office, which happens when you, when you kind of go out and, or, or just break for tea or go for a cup of coffee with some youngsters. And that, you know, they're, they're talking about what's happening at mm. the ground. They talk a different language and, and you learn a lot from them. I miss being surrounded by those people. You know, I can't see my kids at the moment. They're Australian and New York and that. But I miss, I miss the younger people. I'm, I'm tired of the old people. Is that how you stayed young at heart, David? Because you are, you, you, I mean, you are stricken in years as, as I, I am as well. But I mean, you've, but you, you, you do, do, you do maintain this sort of persona of, of youthfulness. Is that how you've done it? By keeping uh, in touch with young people? Is that what you're saying? I learned, 
Absolutely. And I learned there's a, an attorney is a big Arsenal supporter, Michael Juden. Bad luck. And, and uh, he's, Michael's a great chap. Yes. He's a massive Arsenal man. But I went to a talk where he was talking to old ladies, old grannies. They were, it was that uh, he was giving a talk and it was a very simple talk. Mm. And he said, you know what? If you want to get on with your grandchildren, you must learn, you must come down to their level. You must know what they're doing. Yeah. Don't try, ask them what they're reading. Ask them what games they're playing, you know. Ask them what music they're listening to. Don't try and force Mozart down their throats or don't try to make them read uh, William Thackeray and, you know, start giving them those lectures. Come down to their levels, you know. In other words, learn what they're doing. And, and, and it was a very, very valuable speech. Mm. And I've always done that with my grandchildren, you know. Understand what they're doing. Try and understand how Fortnite works, you know, <laughs> or try and understand those kind of levels. I always talk yeah. to my granddaughter about music, you know. Uh, I, funny enough, I quite enjoy it in that, but she'll always tell me, go, go and listen to this or go and listen to this one, right. you know, which is, uh, and, and I think from that way, you, you learn so much about what's happening, uh, you know, with younger people. And, and it's, uh, it's important. Mm, it really is. It's very good advice. And maybe your youthful attitude dictates your portfolio changing <laughs> at the moment because you're looking at things that young people are buying into. That's the whole point. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely right. You know, what shoes my, my granddaughter came and said, look, these are the shoes I'm buying for. She's off to camp in America. Yeah. You know, they've opened up in Maine and that. And she'll tell me, you know, which Nike models they're buying, etc. And you can sense from how they act. And what they're doing, you know, where the money's being spent and, and how, you know, they don't go for big brands. It's funny that these are Nikes, but I mean, they don't go for the, the rich brands or something like this. They've got, mm. you know, and you learn a lot. You, you pick up a lot. Well, you know, this is where, they, this mm. is maybe where Mr. Buffett is wrong because I, mm. if you yeah. spoke to millennials or, or people mm. in their, in their teens, people in their twenties, would they invest in a natural gas asset no. for 10 billion no. US dollars? They say no. No, no uh, Grandpa Shapiro. No, definitely not. You mustn't buy those companies. We don't I, like them. I, and that's the future. I, I promise you, if I, I, if, if, if I went to my grandson, Gideon, and I said, Gideon, give me 10 stocks. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to Buffett, give me 10 stocks. I'm going to choose Gideon's 10 stocks. It's <laughs> you know I mean? fascinating. I mean it. He's going to tell me. He'll tell me where they're spending, you know, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, quick one as we are, uh, because I've kept you too long. Um, Not at quick, all. quick one on football. Real Madrid yeah. look as though they're going to win their Liga, which uh, pains, yeah. pains me greatly even though Barcelona won 4-1 last night. I saw Arsenal actually play not a bad game of football against mm-hmm. Wolves, and they won, they won 2-0. They, they, seem to have, they seem to have consolidated, because Wolves are on a, soft, yeah. a hot streak at the moment. What did you think? You know what? They're playing, they're playing, they've got three at the back now. Mm. So they've got uh, David Luiz in the middle, so he can't do... If he's on his own with, some, with only another centre... <laughs> no, he's rubbish. He's, he's terrible. Yeah. So they've got to put him in the middle. <laughs> and I think that's working. So it's a 3-5-3 three, three combination. Yes. Which, which seems to have consolidated the, uh, the defence. Mm. You know, and they, they, they look a lot more solid than they... And Will's a good team, hey? But they then really you get are. Man City. And mm. when you get Man City, I mean, they just take out Liverpool with the most beautiful soccer... Yeah. And then they struggle for 90 minutes to score. <laughs> they just struggle. I think that um, when so, uh, do you know, know what's happening with the UEFA Champions League, don't you? That it's starting. No. It's starting again on August the 9th, I think it is. 
And instead of the two-legged affairs, it's all being played in Portugal, and it's all knockout now. It starts okay. so, so you, 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 they'll be playing at the Benfica Stadium and the Porto Stadium, oh, and it's a knockout tournament behind closed doors. Obviously, I'm really looking forward to that. It's only a month no, away that's now. Great. It'll be great yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait two weeks and exactly. backwards and forwards and. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Anyway, oh, David, All right. we nice shall talking. speak um, tomorrow with David Kunza, <laughs> but uh, for now, that was Shapiro World, and David Shapiro okay. is the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.